The Commonwealth of Virginia is a powder keg that's about to blow. Uh, the governor, he's using all of his might to disarm his constituency. But guess what? You cannot deprive Americans of their fundamental rights and expect things to go well because it is in our blood to rise up when tyrants take the reins. So we're gonna be live in Virginia next week to cover uh, what I think is one of the most important demonstrations in America since the Boston Tea Party. Plus somber Pelosi. Oh, she's very, very, very sad. She's mourning the fact that she has to impeach the president. Oh, poor old geezer. Granny's really upset about it, but, uh, but it, it must be done, really? We talk to people even in D.C., and even they disagree. Also, Lauren Chen is with us, uh, and I'm worried, I'm worried she can't see. I'm worried her eyes aren't working. So we get her thoughts on the movie 1917 and how it all relates to Ben Shapiro. <laughs> I mean, today's going to be a doozy, folks. I'm John Miller. White House Brief begins meow. Governor Blackface. I mean, this guy is like, he's like a villain straight out of Batman, straight out of a Batman movie. I mean, he's got the blackface, right? He's got the blackface. He's got the murderous inklings. He's coming after your babies. Put him on the table. We'll decide whether they can live or not. <laughs> and then he's coming after your right to defend yourself. But if you can't keep your guns, well, at least you can keep your hair. Happy new hair to you guys who have discovered that keeps hair loss treatment actually works. You know, I had a guy say to me, happy new hair. Yeah, because you get to keep your hair. Happy new hair because you're well on your way to keeping the hair that you have. And listen up, 66% of men will even experience hair regrowth with keeps. New hair because losing your hair sucks, so do something about it. Go to keeps.com slash today. Keeps, they offer the generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products out there, and these generic versions that they give you will save you a bundle. So what are you waiting for? With Keeps, you can save your hair without ever leaving the couch. Just answer a few questions, snap a few pics of your hair, and then a licensed doctor will review your info and recommend the right hair treatment for you. It's shipped discreetly to your door. So here's the happy new hair deal I got for you. You go to keeps.com slash today to get your first orders of Keeps hair loss treatment for 50% off. Yep, your first order is going to be 50% off. That is keeps.com slash today, keeps.com slash today. Okay, so imagine being this guy. Imagine being this douche and calling it a, a state of emergency. State of emergency! Because the people of the Commonwealth of Virginia uh, wanna actually exercise their rights. You know, the same ones that they've exercised for the past 18 years. Uh, you know, oh, it's an emergency. Seriously. Northern, that's an emergency in your eyes that they wanna exercise those rights? And I might add, it's since the beginning of our Constitution that these rights have been allotted to the American people. And that's an emergency to you, you tyrant? No, I think the only emergency is that you think there's an emergency. 
That's the real emergency. And you, Northern Blackface, are responsible for causing the state of emergency. You are responsible for escalating this to potentially the point of conflict. You are responsible for causing what could be the start of a very bitter, and dare I say, uh, potentially bloody outcome. If people like you, if people like Ralph Northam continue to try and escalate it, conflict between those who believe in liberty and those who don't. That is what we're dealing with. And the point of conflict is in Virginia. That's going to be the litmus test. So Northam, the emergency is that the Commonwealth of your state of Virginia, who has you as governor, Apparently one that does not believe in the right to life, because remember, remember, nor them. Oh, we'll make the decision after it's born whether or not to, to keep its life or not. Clearly does not believe in the right to self-defense either. Virginia Governor Ralph Blackface, this guy has declared a weapons ban ahead of Richmond gun rights, uh, citing a state of emergency ahead of the Richmond gun rights rally in uh, in Virginia, in the capital. We're seeing threats of violence. There are groups with malicious plans for the rally that is planned for Monday. This includes out-of-state militia groups and hate groups planning to travel from across the country to disrupt our democratic process with acts of violence. They are not coming to peacefully protest. They are coming to intimidate and to cause harm. Oh, really? Is that right? Is that right? Who? Who is doing that? Maybe Antifa is planning that. But when you have 90 out of 95 counties signing on to be sanctuaries from your encroachments on the Second Amendment, well, that's not extremist. That's just your average everyday American saying, hey, well, uh, we've got a document here. I believe. And herein, it says we have a right to what you're trying to take away from us. And Northam knows this, and he is putting his thumb. That's why it's dangerous. He's putting his thumb in the eye of the American people. He's saying, screw you and your rights. We're going to take them away. And his reasoning is as follows. Quote, we have received credible intelligence from our law enforcement agencies of threats of violence surrounding the demonstration plan for Monday, January 20th. This includes extremist rhetoric similar to what has been seen before major incidents such as Charlottesville in 2017. So he's basically saying and trying to say that those who want to exercise their Second Amendment rights to keep and bear arms are Nazis. A reminder, we pointed out yesterday, uh, in Charlottesville, no one was killed with a firearm. It was with a car. So he is essentially just trying to bring the situation to a boiling point. What he sees are citizens of Virginia standing up and saying, no, we refuse to stand by while you take away our rights and we will be the bulwark to stop this country's quintessential right to self-defense from faltering. Funny enough, Virginia law itself actually prohibits this stuff that Northam is trying to pull. Virginia Code 4414615 prohibits the governor, any political subdivision, or any other governmental authority to in any way limit or prohibit the rights of the people to keep and bear arms as guaranteed by Article 1, Section 13 of the Constitution of Virginia or the Second Amendment of the Constitution of the United States. Now, there is a carve-out for the governor using a governmental entity as an emergency shelter, 
or for the purpose of sheltering persons, but unless, I, I, I don't know, unless the governor is sheltering what, Antifa? So they can unleash hell on law-abiding American citizens? I hardly think that is the case here. Gun rights activists are letting their displeasure be known to the public because, well, I think this goes without saying, we are teetering on the brink of tyranny in its purest form. Ban your fundamental rights, and then they're going to rub salt in the wound. They're going to say those who are here to stand up for your rights, they're going to deprive those people of their right to now gather and protest. So I wouldn't be surprised, I wouldn't be surprised if a bunch of people arrived with their weapons anyway and said, come and take it, Northam. Of course, I pray for law and order, but the, but the bee's nest has been shaken, and that enrages people. What they're doing enrages people, and there will be people who say, no, you can't prevent me from exercising my rights. And regardless of what you pansy liberals say, we live in a country that guarantees me this. And if you want to take it away from us, we're not going to let you do it without a fight. And why would we? Why would we? This is the final frontier. Once Virginia, one of the most friendly gun rights states in the union, goes down and turns into a blue hellhole, so will the rest of America. It's a Boston Tea Party moment here, where I can see the American people saying, well, if you want to destroy our rights, we're going to get destructive too. Because as Americans, protesting is in our blood. And what Governor Northam is doing is so dangerous because when you push Americans like this, they respond, all right? I pray it will be peaceful, but I don't know when you have Antifa planning on being there. Antifa wouldn't have shown up if they knew they were facing down tens of thousands of Americans who were armed, but now that they have been unarmed by the government, well, of course Antifa wants to show up. And then you've got the Proud Boys who are planning on being there, law enforcement's planning on being there, Second Amendment advocates will be there, and of course, we will be there. So this is, yes, the shaking of the powder keg. And that's what Northam wants. And that's what he is doing. And I think he knows this. I think that's exactly why they waited only until a few days before the rally to say, oh, and by the way, you're not going to be allowed to defend yourselves. That leaves very few productive means to challenge it. And that is how you drive Americans to say, screw it. I'm going over the edge. You want to fight? I'll show you a freaking fight. It's not good. It wasn't an emergency. And I fear Governor Northam has just about made it into one. And page 45. And page 45. And page 45. Yeah, impeach that wig. Well, it would appear, though, that that woman, Mad Maxine, is having her dream come true. The Trump impeachment proceedings as of Thursday were underway in the Senate. And this marks the formal start of the Trump impeachment trial after after saddled, somber, nasty Pelosi signed off on the House's two articles of impeachment. All of this paves the way for the president's trial in the Senate, which, of course, will end in the president and not being removed from office. So why should we even care? Well, because it's a very somber moment. It's very serious, very important. Nancy Pelosi, she's of course a woman who takes her job also very seriously. She selected seven managers, and those are the pens that everyone's talking about. Those with are the her souvenir, name on them. souvenir pens with her name on them. She handed them out to the people that were behind her. I'm sure they're all going to frame them, put them in their office, talk to their Democratic friends about these are the pens that impeached President Trump. What? What? She's a hustler. She's not a businessman. She's a businessman. And she wants you to know 
that her name was attached to the brave axe that once impeached such a terrible tyrant from the Oval Office. I mean, it's, a, it's historic, really. Or is it? Do the American people really care? Uh, turns out maybe not so much. According to a CNN poll at the end of December, support for impeaching and removing Trump dipped. And according to 538, fewer than half of Americans support impeaching the president. Even in Washington, D.C., which according to Gallup, is the most liberal place in America, well, people aren't necessarily on board with all of the impeachment BS. Anna Perez reporting for us at Blaze TV took to the streets of DC to find out what average people in the Capitol actually thought of this charade. So what do you think about President Trump being impeached? Um, I think it's a lot of uh, just people that hate him mostly trying to drum up something. I support the president. I don't support this sham impeachment. I read the transcript, the full thing. Everyone should do it. Uh, don't see any wrongdoing there. I think there's more important topics to talk about. I think that it's time for the Congress and the Senate to get back to business of doing things for the country. So what do you think about Trump being impeached? Um, I think it's the right thing to do. And so... I mean, when thinking about it, like impeachment is always a difficult topic, but... He then goes on a nerdy rant about the history of impeachment, completely unrelated to my question. But then he tells me this. Can I ask where you're from? Where I'm from? I'm from Germany. Oh, okay, so you're not from here. So even after asking questions around in the swamp, pretty much no one agreed with his impeachment. Actually, only one person did, and... He was from Germany, so does that even count? Oh, and we know how good the Germans are at picking and choosing their leaders, right? Thank you, Anna. All right, how many of you guys saw the movie 1917? I saw it, I, I loved it, I really did, I loved it. So if you haven't seen it, now would be a good time to dip out. Cause spoiler alert, the Allies, they won the war. But if you, don't, if you don't want any additional spoilers, uh, I'm giving you your warning now, all right? Leave. So we have pseudo-intellectual host Lauren Chen with us to discuss uh, these, really, these really awful individuals that we've seen on TikTok. They're advising Americans, don't have butt sex with strangers, don't do drugs, don't drink excessively, get married, you know, all, all of this crazy nonsense. They're saying, don't do all of that stuff. And we refuse to put up with it. Great movie. If you haven't seen it already, definitely advise you go see it. I'm sure there are some of you who have seen it already, and that's who this segment is for. So we're going to discuss it in this coming segment. First, I want to tell you about why you may not be getting as far along in your career as you may have wanted. Because right now, it's a good time because the year that we're just getting started with the new year and flipping the calendar creates endless possibilities for you. New and exciting opportunities are coming your way. You just gotta be ready for them. And it all starts with earning your master's degree. And you can do that at Ashford University. New year, new opportunities. Make this the year you advance your career by earning your master's degree. Get started today at Ashford University. Because maybe you're at a point in your career, you just feel stuck 
you feel like you could use an extra edge against your competitors, but, but maybe you don't have the time. You know, maybe I have a family, I have kids, I work. Well, Ashford University is convenient and flexible. Their online master's degree programs allow you to learn at your own pace. You can study wherever you're the most comfortable learning. One course at a time, Ashford University, their six-week-long courses allow you to take one course at a time, and that makes you a full-time student. So you don't even need the GRE, you don't need the GMAT or other standardized tests, and yet it's fully accredited by WASC, Senior College and University Commission. You get ready. You grab your new opportunities with Ashford University and you can start your master's degree today. Enroll now by going to ashford.edu slash WHB. That is ashford.edu slash WHB to start your master's degree today. Ashford.edu slash WHB. All right, so 1917. I, I, I believe it's up for what? What, nine Academy Awards? Sam Mendes' latest film, Sam Mendes, this is a guy, this is a guy who wrote, directed, and produced it. Extremely talented guy. You know, he did American Beauty. I grew up with American Beauty. And this guy also, he did Skyfall of the Bond series, Inspector. Uh, and this film is just as impressive. I mean, the cinematography itself is, is phenomenal. So it, it's one of those things you should actually see it in theaters. It's not exactly one of those films that you can just uh, you can just watch on your iPhone and it will be just as good. Now, you want to see this film in theaters. Now, for the movie, you're following two characters, all right, Schofield and Blake. And these guys are Lance Corporals enlisted to go into enemy territory to deliver a message, which is don't attack because Germany in this movie is believed to be in retreat. But in reality, they're not in retreat. And to help Britain, they have to race the clock and halt the attack from Britain on Germany. And so as the two corporals race through Northern France, you're literally put right in the trenches. You feel like you're there, uh, which was the point of the cinematography of the film. Now, since I've never been to war, I'm gonna let John Lovell explain that it was actually really accurate to what actual warfare is like. It really captured a lot of the conflict of war. There was uh, the confusion element where you're trying to figure out like, where's that coming from? And is that our guy or is, uh, how are we gonna get around this? And then the whole land navigation thing, you're trying to figure out where to go and which way is up. And so that hurried kind of confused mess, they're uh, wandering around in mazes and trenches and they're worried and and you just kind of feel it with them and that confusion, which is probably the word that I would typify a battlefield with the most. If you wanna know what war is like, number one, it's confusing. It's just hard hard to figure out what in the world's going on. Yeah, what was, I mean, that's how I felt during a lot of the film. And it's nice to hear a war vet say that, because, you know, I was sitting there like, uh, well, wait, where did that come from? What's going on? But when the movie is not portraying chaos, interestingly, there are actually very few action sequences, which makes the ones that are there in the film very impactful. You, you feel them which I'd imagine is much closer to the actual reality than, you know, uh, cut here, bombs, cut here, action sequence, cut here, shootout, cut here, death, destruction. You know, in this one, there were actual moments of beauty uh, to, to where I was literally crying by the end, I, which was embarrassing. But by not filling the movie to the brim with violence and gunshots, it, you know, it, it really draws out the human element, uh, element and makes you confront the emotional element of war, which is that, yes, your brothers, your sisters, your mothers, your fathers, all of them now are being sent into foreign countries at their will, of course, to fight for you. And they may not come back. 
And so, you know, all of these people, Mr. John Bolton, who get aroused by the very idea of war because they think it's fun, they ought to rot in hell. Lauren Chen is with me now. She also watched the film 1917 and uh, had a very interesting observation of her own. Uh, she saw the film and the entire time she was watching uh, Ben Shapiro, uh, apparently, Lauren, great to have you with us. So, so good to be here. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm right. Okay. Anyone uh, who disagrees with me, I, you need to get your eyes checked. It's uncanny. I was, I was actually freaking out a little bit. I was, it was, it was confusing okay, watching let, that movie. Let, let's put up the, uh, let's put up the side by side. For those of you listening on audio only, you have Ben Shapiro and then Blake, one of the main characters of the story. And Lauren Chen sees this picture and sees apparently the same person. I don't know how anyone cannot see it. It's it's so obvious. I, Lauren, when's the last time? Um, when's the last time you saw the eye doctor? <laughs> hey, I got LASIK. Okay, I am uh, twenty twenty here. I, I've and got I, a um. I mean, and I, can you read this? Like, are these? Can you see this? Is, Look at the eyebrows, <laughs> Miller. It's all in the eyebrows. Oh, it's in the eyebrows. The eye, the okay, general face area. Okay, let's check out the ratio. Most people agree with me. I'm, I'm just saying. Really, because on Twitter, I believe that you uh, even responded to your own tweet and had to tell your viewers, oh, well, you must be blind because yeah, a lot of people getting, weren't I seeing it. I was getting a lot of naysayers, but so far that tweet has been circulated. I think it's got like either three or 4,000 likes. Now the, the correct opinion has eventually, as it usually does, won out. Okay. Okay. I, and, and wasn't that distracting during the film? Like, oh, I'm watching Ben Shapiro going through the trenches it of World War II. extremely distracting. So, by the way, if anyone hasn't seen 1917 yet, it's a great movie. You've seen it, right? Yeah. yeah we All the spoilers are out. We told people spoilers are gone. If you haven't seen it, then stop watching. So, so you're good to go. Yeah, but it was, it was a great movie. I was really enjoying it. But what happened when that character... Ben Shapiro dies. It was, I think, more, more emotionally wrenching than it should have been because I was like, "Oh my God!" This oh, is and they it. just killed Ben Shapiro. I know. <laughs> what am I gonna do? All these leftists on college campuses will be left undestroyed. It's so sad. That might be why they. I mean, that might be that. That might get the film the Oscar at the end of the day. <laughs> I mean, it was nominated for so many, and they kill Ben Shapiro. Uh, way too early, by the way. I mean, like, you know, I was told the film before going into it thought that they would be following these two characters. That's how they set it up. It felt like very early on in the film, uh, they killed they kill off your boy, Ben. And uh, yeah. it, it was it was a very sad moment. No, I definitely agree, especially between the two characters. I mean, again, great movie. I recommend it. But between the two characters, I felt the Ben Shapiro lookalike was the more compelling, the more charismatic. So I was kind of disappointed when when they chose to kill one of them off. It was his character. I mean, I get why emotionally it's more wretching because he's like the young one, the kind of naive one, the gung ho one. But still that and the Ben Shapiro resemblance was very upsetting for me. Putting aside the Ben Shapiro resemblance uh, just for a moment here. Uh, I mean, but I think you're right. I mean, he's the one who had the, he, you knew his backstory more. Um, you know, he obviously had the brother and you knew a little bit more about him. And I think he was the more personable character. And so I think it was intentionally upsetting when they killed him off, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I, I did like how the film really added a, uh, a human element to, to, to war. And I think that's something that's often lost in, in war films is, you know, you get a lot of action sequences, you get a lot of gore, you're, you're made aware of how, um, 
of how grueling it is on the human body, but you're not necessarily made aware of how much impacts people uh, emotionally. And, and, you know, to, to, to just set it back in 1917 and have the same human elements and, and same human emotions resonate to a 2019 or 2020 viewer, I, I think was very powerful. No, for sure. And I think watching that film, the, the ultimate takeaway, the message that I saw was that war is hell. And, you know, with war films, things like Saving Private Ryan, there's always that kind of element. You you know, there are casualties and things like that. But I thought this film did an exceptionally well job in making exceptionally good job uh, of making people understand the human costs to war. And I think that's pretty much a timeless message. Again, like this, like you said, it's a, a, over a hundred years ago, the, these events kind of supposedly took place. But I think the same struggles, the same costs that soldiers face now, it's, it's the same. It's equally upsetting. The reality is equally harsh. So, I mean, I think for a lot of people, you know, we're, we're lucky enough to be removed from any type of violent conflict like that. So, this type of film is a good reminder that, hey, people have died for our freedoms, for our safety. Um, and it's, it's also a good reminder, I think, you know, going into any potential conflict to say, hey, you know, it, it's great to be all gung ho and things like that. But there are people who could pet potentially die for this. Yeah. And there are absolutely consequences. And that doesn't change whether it's the year 70 B.C., whether it's the year 2020 A.D. It doesn't matter. The 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 human effect of war will always throughout all of history remain the same want to take a complete 180 and, and talk about something you've been kind of focusing on, and that is this crazy woman, this insane woman named Nurse Holly, like, wants you to be healthy, and we have video of her that got her in a lot of trouble. Let's roll that tape. Is she insane? Wait for marriage? What is she talking about? She has other videos where she doesn't want you to do drugs and she doesn't want you to drink and she wants you to get sleep. Uh, she's lost her mind. Am I right? Clearly just a religious radical. I mean, it's pretty much The Handmaid's Tale. Right. That she's advocating <laughs> for. Uh, yeah, I, I watched I saw the outrage that was building up against this, you know, TikTok nurse so awful. And but when I finally watched it, I was kind of confused. I was like, is this the right video clip? Is this possibly what people are so upset about? It took me a while to understand. Wow. OK, these people are really just that against this message. So from what I saw, there were kind of two camps of opposition. The, the first bunch of people, they, I guess, just hate the idea of how dare you say that promiscuity, more sex with more people more often could possibly be correlated with STDs. No, that's crazy. And, and the other part of Insane. people were kind of... Uh, I guess, upset that, uh, I think it's the, the other TikTok she posted, she mentioned Jesus as if like, how would you feel? And this is a quote someone said to me, how would you feel if a nurse told you that, uh, I, I don't know, you should be worshiping Allah? And it's like, well, hang on a second. This is her personal TikTok account. She's not saying this. She's not going up to people while she's working um, and, and saying, you know, convert or you're not getting that extra dose of penicillin or anything like that. I think this was completely taken out of out of a proportion and i i feel really bad for this nurse who i'm assuming is being targeted right now with harassment well i mean she's been canceled you know you you, you know nurse holly is no longer welcome in polite society apparently and yet you show these videos that she's made on tiktok just to your average mom right you show your average mom these videos 
Uh, and you have to imagine they support these messages. And it just comes to show, have we gone so off the rails as, as a country where these messages don't do drugs, don't have promiscuous sex, don't contract STDs, are radically conservative ideas is, is insane to me. And I just have to imagine that, you know, the average parents still out there would appreciate these messages coming from Nurse Holly, I would hope. Yeah, exactly. Like, I would hope so. What's the other message? Uh, do as many drugs you can get your hands on, uh, you know, sleep with whoever, wherever, totally fine. And what what I think people need to understand, too, is that even if you're not a Christian, these are, uh, I guess, values that are kind of universal, right? Drugs, objectively, not good for you. Uh, you know, binge drinking, staying up all night, partying, objectively, not good for you. Having a lot of promiscuous sex, uh, you know, they've done stuff. Studies. Promis promiscuity increases the likelihood of things like depression. Uh, the more sexual partners you have before you get married as a woman, the more like you, likely you are to, to get a divor divorce. This isn't just Christian propaganda. I mean, we're lucky. At, like, if, if you're a Christian, you're lucky enough where you have the Bible, you have that knowledge, that wisdom that's been passed down for, for thousands of years. But it, it turns out that maybe the people who are writing this down actually knew what they were talking about. These are things that everybody should be following if they want to live a healthy life and as a nurse i think it makes sense that this woman is trying to get this message out there yeah. it clearly is needed yeah and, and science is not allowed i mean science is not allowed i talked to a nurse you you know you talked about this i talked about this lizzo who you know is, is, is morbidly obese i mean it's a fact that's a scientific fact but you are not allowed to say that because it's offensive and yet it's a scientific truth and, and just these ideas that you cannot state facts because they are offensive is a very dangerous path, I believe, for society. And I think that we really need to be careful when saying things that offend you because you want to live your reckless, morally empty lives. Uh, is, is, and we can't say that because it's offensive to you is extremely dangerous. Lauren, I appreciate your insight. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Thanks, guys, for watching the White House Brief. We'll catch you soon. Hey guys, thank you for listening to the White House Brief Podcast. If you haven't already, remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please rate it, and if you feel like doing it, please leave a review. It really helps us out. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.